0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. The Christmas story is full of angels, shepherds, and God coming to earth as a baby born in a manger. But today, we will look at the place we have in the story. Stay with us as we study one man's response to the news of a coming Christ child and its impact on our lives. Our Christmas message, He will rescue you.
1: As we prepare to observe another Christmas, let's take a look at why Christmas merits an all-out celebration. I invite you to stay with us as we finish our Advent series, A Season of Promise. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? God of grace and glory, as we celebrate the coming of your Son into our world, open our eyes to see what his arrival means for every person. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Dear friends, it's only three days until Christmas. Now, during these past few weeks, people all around the world have been preparing for this day. Shopping and cooking, baking, decorating, attending Christmas programs and concerts. All this activity has been happening all around a story that's around 2,000 years old. The story of the birth of Jesus. Now, for some, this story is more meant for children to reenact at a pageant, but nothing more. It's cute and charming. Others view it as a made-up folk tale, a legend of sorts, or a myth, not to be taken seriously. Others will listen with a sympathetic ear, hearing it as a sad story of social injustice, about a poor couple... Forced to leave home by an oppressive government. There was no place for poor Mary to give birth except a cattle stall. But, for the believer in Jesus Christ, the Christmas story is so much more than that. The Christmas story is a rescue story. It's good news of the power of God for salvation. We have today Matthew's version of the Christmas story. After a lengthy genealogy, which shows the family tree of Jesus, it begins this way. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. The story that follows in Matthew is not as glitzy, I suppose, as Luke's version of the birth. There are no shepherds or choir of angels singing or a stable scene with animals, but it is still every bit as profound and loaded with good news for you and me. We find Joseph at the center stage of this episode. He's troubled because he's just found out that Mary's pregnant and he knows he is not the biological father. Joseph's a good person. Matthew describes him as just and righteous. So Joseph was going to quietly divorce Mary to savor the embarrassment and condemnation from the rest of the village of Nazareth. Just before he follows through on this, though, he has a dream one evening in which he receives a message from God. An angel speaks to him. Now, some people ask, does God speak in dreams? And my response is yes, according to Matthew and elsewhere in Scripture. Remember Joseph and his coat of many colors in Genesis. Genesis. And God speaking to Abraham in a dream. And there are several other places as well. Do you believe in angels, people ask? Absolutely. Angel stories, angelophanies as they're called, are all over the place in Scripture. More importantly, Jesus talked about them as being real as well. Now, it's the message Joseph hears from that angel that's so central to this story. Hear these words again, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to move ahead with this marriage. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, son of David, tells us that Jesus is from the line of King David, ultimately the one who was promised by God that a king would come who would reign forever in his lineage. This child's conceived by the Holy Spirit. What? Joseph must have initially thought, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. This baby in Mary's womb is God's child? She's still a virgin? Impossible. That kind of reaction, by the way, is still given to this day by those who are skeptics of the Christian faith. That's outrageous thinking, they say scientifically impossible. Well, I believe God can do anything he wants, don't you? The God who created everything, who threw the sun and stars and the moon into space and created this beautiful, awesome, complex world, can make a virgin birth happen as well, I'm sure. A pastor, Peter Larson, one time wrote, The life of Jesus is bracketed by two impossibilities, a virgin's womb and an empty tomb. Jesus entered our world through a door marked no entrance and left through a door marked no exit. Well, it's the name that this angel talks about that's really the good news here. Jesus, meaning God saves And he goes on to say, For he will save his people. This Jesus is the Savior. He's not here to save from the power of Rome or another exile as in the past. He's here to save people from something bigger, much deadlier. He will save them from their sins, the angel says. Jesus is the only one who can. Now, I know it's difficult for many people to accept that there can be only one way to rescue us from sin and judgment, but listen to this Christian apologist use the following analogy to show how Jesus is the one and only solution we need. He writes, most ailments need particular antidotes. Increasing the air pressure in your tires will not fix a troubled carburetor. Aspirin will not dissolve a tumor. Cutting up credit cards will not wipe out debt that is already owed. If your water pipes are leaking, you call a plumber, not an oncologist. But a plumber will not cure cancer. Any adequate solution must solve the problem that needs to be solved, and singular problems need singular solutions. Some antidotes are one-of-a-kind cures for one-of-a-kind ailments. Sometimes only one medicine will do the job as much as we may like it to be otherwise. Humankind faces a singular problem. People are broken, and the world is broken because our friendship with God has been broken, ruined by human rebellion and sin. Humans, that's you and I, are guilty, enslaved, lost, and dead. All of us, everyone, everywhere. The guilt must be punished. The debt must be paid. The slave must be purchased. Promising better conduct in the future will not mend the crimes of the past. No. A rescuer must ransom the slaves. A kindred brother must pay the family debt. A substitute must shoulder the guilt. There is no other way of escape. Jesus is our one and only solution, our Savior. Now Matthew inserts at this point, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now we have... The Lord's identity confirmed as well. Who is this Jesus? He is God with us. God in the flesh. God has not abandoned his world, even though we may deserve that. Instead, God steps into the world to be with us. He experiences everything that we experience, the limitations, the pain, the suffering, and so on. So this story is teaching us two wonderful things that are meant to shock and to thrill us at the same time. This is really good news for you and me. First of all, Jesus is Emmanuel. He's God with us. God has entered our world to be with us. He understands us. We have a great high priest who sympathizes with us who's able to say, I know exactly what you mean. I've been there. But he is also God for us. He came to save us from our sins. All of us, you see, have sinned against God. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We're rebellious. We're self-centered. That keeps us separated from God. The consequence of sin is death. On our own, we're helplessly, hopelessly lost. We cannot solve this by ourselves. But God in Christ has come to rescue, to save us, to break the chains of sin and death, and set us free to live in a saving, eternal relationship with our Creator. Jesus will go to the cross later on as a sacrifice for our sins, He who knew no sin became sin and endured our punishment. He bore God's wrath for sin and bridged the gap between God and humankind once and for all. And that, my friends, is why Christmas is such good news that merits great celebration. God has come to rescue you and me. Forgiveness and eternal life has arrived through Jesus Christ. We are not on our own. We have a savior. He is Emmanuel. God has come to be with us, to save us. I really like this thought from Pastor Tim Keller that summarizes well what I've been talking about here. He writes, if Jesus didn't come, the story of Christmas is one more moral paradigm to crush you. If Jesus didn't come, I wouldn't want to be anywhere around these Christmas stories that say we need to be sacrificing, we need to be humble, we need to be loving. All that will do is crush you into the ground, considering that. But if Jesus Christ is actually God, come in the flesh, you're going to know much more about God. If Jesus is who he says he is, we have a 500-page autobiography from God in a sense. And our understanding will be vastly more personal and specific than any philosophy or religion could give us. Because of Christmas, look at what God has done to get you to know him personally. If the son would come all this way to become a real person to you, don't you think the Holy Spirit will do anything in his power to make Jesus a real person to you in your heart? Christmas is an invitation by God which says, Look what I've done to come near to you. Now draw near to me. I don't want to be a concept. I want to be a friend. What good news that is. Now the climax of this story when we get past the announcement is Joseph's response what did Joseph do Joseph trusts Joseph obeys he will dedicate himself to raising and protecting this child as we see a few verses later when he has to pack up fast and take the family to Egypt Hear these words again. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel commanded. He took Mary as his wife. He did not have sexual relations with her. And and when the son was born, he called his name Jesus. And the rest is history. We are reminded here that the Christmas story calls for a response from us. We respond. Joseph responded. We're not to simply listen, nonchalantly nod to this story, and then put it back on the shelf until next year as if it didn't happen. We're to do something with it, to do something about it. There's any number of responses one might have to this Jesus who came humbly and helplessly the first time around, but we'll come again someday in power and majesty once and for all to rule as Lord over the world. Here's a few responses. Some will hear this story, will reject it. They'll reject the offer God is making. They will reject it as preposterous. And for others, the response might be repentance and faith, turning around and coming home to Jesus Christ entrusting your life to his care and leadership, saying yes to Jesus, trusting in what he did for you at the cross and at the empty tomb. And if you are a believer in Christ, your response to this story would be praise and thanksgiving, I suppose, a grateful heart. Like the Apostle Paul who wrote, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. On Christmas we say thank you. And another response for the believer there's a renewed trust in Jesus and a renewed commitment to be a great commandment and great commission person, loving God, loving neighbor, telling everyone we can about Jesus. So, what's it going to be for you? You've just heard the greatest story about the greatest person who ever lived, who did the greatest thing anyone could ever do for you. Well, the greatest thing you can ever do with this story is believe and follow Jesus. May the words of this Christmas carol be our prayer today. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell, O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. As you go on your way, may the Lord go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen.
0: You have been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray you feel inspired to believe this Christmas story and follow Jesus. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by our listening family. As we reflect on the past year, we express a special thank you to each of you who have sent a financial gift and prayed for our ministry. Both are vital for the important work of the gospel message and opening hearts to the work of the Holy Spirit. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and like our page. Invite your friends to like us as well. We also invite you to visit our webpage at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find both an audio and printed version of today's program and past programs. If you would like to help with the financial responsibilities of this ministry, you are encouraged to contact us at Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 319-277-0924. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting today's service was our speaker, Pastor Steve Kramer. Christian Crusaders has been blessed to deliver biblical truth continuously for the past 83 years. From all of us at Christian Crusaders, we pray you have a blessed Christmas and a happy, healthy new year.